Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Time for the big show. Mr. Doug Oster, the organic gardener, dougoster.com and more. All can be found for you right here over the next hour when it comes to your gardening needs, past, present, and future. Whatever you need to have answered. He can do it for you. Listen, we'll take the 10th caller, 412-922-1020, to win an incredible $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. We'll do that right now, and we'll also do this right now, introduce the star of the show, the man, the myth, the legend. And when you eat as much garlic as he does, you know he's all natural. Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. How are you, Rob? I'm spectacular, man. You sound like you're set out of a cannon this morning. A small cannon, but a cannon nonetheless. (laughs) We have an awesome show today. We'll be talking to a young 10-year-old girl and her mother who found a spotted lanternfly at a local school. You'll be surprised where I was. Uh, I thought it would be an interesting it would be interesting to hear their story. Did a little bit more research on the spot and la- spotted lanternfly. Uh, this is an invasive that they've seen over in Philadelphia and is working its way over here. We're not at the, at the infestation uh, stage yet, but just seeing them, know, we know that they're they're on the way. Um, you know, next next uh, spring, I think we'll really see what's uh, happening. This this thing, it it just causes serious damage to trees, uh, oozing sap, wilting, leaf curling, tree dieback. Uh, besides the tree damage, they excrete this uh, honeydew, which is like the sugary stuff. And that encourages uh, the stuff called black sooty mold, which is harmless to us, but damages the plants. Um, it's just uh, when they get going out out in the east, there's just thousands of them and swarming, and it, it, the honeydew coats decks and play equipment, and it's just awful. But uh, even more so, this pest could be a huge threat uh, to Pennsylvania agriculture, a devastating economic impact uh, affecting hundreds of thousands of jobs for people growing grapes, apples, hops, and hardwood. So we don't know what's going to happen, but it it doesn't look good. Uh, I've got all the information you need to contact the PA Department of Agriculture if you happen to see one of these. Uh, I've posted pictures on my website at dougoster.com. I've posted them online. You can find it if you just search spotted lanternfly. Know what it looks like. Know, know what the eggs look like so that if you see it, you need to call the Department of Agriculture. It's, it's really important. I'll If you don't have Internet access uh, when we do our interview, I will uh, mention the phone number. So if you don't have Internet access, you want to have the phone number to call them, 
I'll be mentioning that a little later. We'll also be talking to Mrs. Know-It-All, and she's going to tell us how to plant bulbs in containers. I've done a couple videos with her over the years about this, and she taught me how to do it the right way. And it's not just throwing bulbs into a container. There's a, a specific way to do it. Uh, also at DougOster.com, on my video series, uh, You Should Grow This, uh, features these short films of extraordinary plants, which will thrive in less than perfect conditions, which means my garden. If it can grow where I've got them, it can grow in your garden. And this week, uh, it's one of my favorite perennials, uh, Japanese anemone or windflower. I've highlighted lots of other plants, shrubs, and trees. Uh, I'm having fun making these little videos. This one's only a minute long, uh, but it just shows what the plant looks like, and I'm having fun with putting some weird music underneath it and doing the narration. It, it's awesome. Uh, also at the site, if you're still looking for uh, one of those power planter ball boggers that I use, uh, there's a link there. Uh, you get 10% off when you type in We Love Doug. Uh, that's all at, at the website. Again, I'm not a paid spokesman for this tool. It's a big, giant drill bit that you put on your drill to plant bulbs, and it is the way to make bulb planting easy. If you're interested, the reason they're doing that is I always talk about that tool, and they're like, hey, if this guy's talking about it, we'll give uh, all his radio listeners a little bit of a break on the on the price. And I think at full price, it's like $24, so you're getting another 250 off that. I've also listed my top deer-resistant shrubs at the website, uh, and... There's a list of upcoming virtual composting classes from the Pennsylvania Resources Council. Uh, you can just take that online uh, after you do the class. Uh, you get a composting bin as part of that, so that's kind of cool. And uh, Pennsylvania Resources Council is a great uh, environmental organization that has been teaching composting and rain barrel workshops and recycling uh, for as long as anybody can remember. It's the oldest uh, environmental organization in the state. And any callers yet, Rob? Do we, can we squeeze one in if we have one? Well, we do not, but if you want to join Doug, you can call him at 866-391-1020. Congratulations to Janet, the winner. So I see the picture of this uh, murder wasp that everybody's been talking about the last oh, couple yeah, of days. Yeah, Listen, yeah, actually, Doug, you can put a saddle on that thing. I mean, it's huge. Know, so we just talked about the spotted lanternfly. And in the news has been the murder hornet, which is, uh, you know. Hornet, not a wasp. You're right. Thank you. Well, it's just it, using murder, you know, naming it a murder hornet makes it seem really, really scary. And it, it's more scary for the honeybees than it is for us. And so, yes, we don't have them here yet. We don't know if we're going to have them. Uh, and it's way out in, in uh, on the West Coast. And... It was really interesting. They found some live murder hornets, and they just they put these little itty bitty uh, GPS uh, trackers on them, and found the nest and destroyed the nest. And and yeah, they're huge hornets uh, and very ugly. You know, scary. Uh, but they're they're they could kill you if if you had uh, anaphylactic shock. But it's not likely. Uh, I think uh, I just I was just reading around the other day, but it's like uh, very very rare that that happens. But we are concerned that because they go in and they destroy honeybee hives, and so they're trying to control this uh, on the west coast and and get a handle on it. You know, it's not one thing; it's another. <laughs> Before we came on, 
I was talking to Ben, who produces the show, and I said, oh, you know, uh, we have a guest at 7.15 about Spotted Leonard flying. He goes, what's that? So, so when you're out of the gardening world, you're not really uh, up on what's happening. But all us gardeners, we are – there's always, you know, it was stink bugs, and it's been uh, just one thing after another here. You've got to hope that, that nature will, will form a balance after a while, but I'm not looking forward to dealing with this spotted lanternfly, that's for sure. I had a question this morning, real quick, Rob, that uh, people wondered, uh, a woman wondered, should she leave her leaves in the flower bed? And, you know, this is something that we learned from Jessica uh, years ago, that yes, yes, if you can leave your, your leaf litter in the vegetable garden, in the flower garden, that lots of good bugs will overwinter underneath there, including lots of butterflies. And so the only time we really need to get the leaves up is if they're really thick and they are on, like, your grass. They'll kill the grass. And so, you know, this time of the year, you know, I, I've i talked about this several times. I live in an oak forest, and so I'm running the lawnmower over those leaves for as much as I can, but eventually I'm going to have to blow them off there. Uh, if I can get them shredded and small enough and they just kind of fit in there, uh, then we'll be good. But in the flower garden, vegetable garden, just leave them. Yeah, so what I should do is just take the entire yard and make it a vegetable garden next year. So there, can, there you go. You never have to rake again. Never have to rake again. I'm telling you, this murder hornet, if they find a way to use that GPS to map out a plan to get to the East Coast from Washington State, I'm going to I'm gonna basically get ready. You know what I'm saying? I, I could not uh, believe the size of this thing. It's really it's really a scary wasp, but the only th- it's big. That, that's, what's, that's what freaks people out. Give me an idea how big it is. I mean, I saw the picture, but in reality, you're the expert. And Mr. Rapaski, how big is, is it? A thumbnail? What are we looking at here? No, I think it's a thumb. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, it, it's huge. Now we've got some big uh, wasps like that. There's one called a cicada killer, which doesn't hurt us, and it's this big wasp, not quite that big, but it's pretty big, and it it gets it, it'll grab a cicada and take it down into its burrow. I've seen them around. You know, they're a ground wasp. Uh, but people freak out when they see a big insect like that. That one, the, the our, our native, uh, I don't know if it's native or not, but the cicada killer doesn't hurt us. It's just after the cicadas. And the murder wasps, again, nothing to worry about yet, and hopefully we won't have to worry about it. All right, we're going to come back. Tell them who you have coming up, Doug. I've got uh, Laura and Ludy, uh, mother and daughter, who found a spotted lanternfly, and I just want to talk to them a little bit about discovering it and what it, what, how they feel about it in their garden. Their, uh, Laura's husband, Daniel, is an incredible gardener, so we'll talk to them all about that when we come back. We'll be back right after this. Doug Oster, the organic gardener, Sunday morning on News Radio 1020, KDKA. Yes, Mr. Oster is on the disc of the two to Pittsburgh Newsline and his very special guest standing by right now. Go ahead, Doug. Right. We're joined by Laura Aguera and her daughter, Ludie, who found a spotted lanternfly in Shaler, which was the first one I've heard of in the North Hills. And it was Ludie, the 10-year-old, who found it. Right, Ludie? Yep. So tell me about this. Uh, how did you discover this uh, this bug? Um, I was walking my dog, Elsie, with my sister, Matola, and my mom, and I stepped on the spotted lanternfly, and I kind of looked down because, I don't know, I just looked down, and there was a bug that I've never seen before. 
I called my mom over, and she told me that was a spotted lanternfly and that we should report it. And you did actually report it. You you made the phone call, right? Yeah, but the um, number was closed at that time, so we had to wait till the next day. Okay, yeah, you called the other day. Uh, your mom actually recorded the call. I heard the call. And so tell me a little bit for you what it feels like to spot something like that and and let people know that it's here so that uh so that we know. Um I felt proud like a citizen scientist because um we read a book in the, a um teacher Miss Bozo mm-hmm. in her class. It was called Night of the Spade for Toads and it was about a boy who saved a species called um Bigfoot yeah. yeah. And um, that made me think of how, like, it's an invasive species. Right. It's not like an endangered species, but it's invasive. And I found one and reported it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Laura, uh, when Ludi hands you this bug, you know right away what it is, right? Yes, I had seen so many photos on social media. I knew it had to be a spotted lanternfly. So Ludi and I collected it. We had a dog poop bag that wasn't used yet, so we we (laughs) scooped it up and um, brought it home to examine it closely. And sure enough, it was a spotted lanternfly. And I know that at your house, uh, gardening is very important. your husband Daniel is uh, as obsessed with gardening, I think, as I am. Maybe more so. And so, <laughs> tell me a little bit about you guys' reaction, thinking about your fruit trees. Well, well, I he went outside in like the middle of the night with um <clears throat> a headlamp and um, <laughs> checked all of his trees. <laughs> To make sure there were no spotted lanternflies there, right? We didn't see any. He didn't see any. But now, of course, we're quite concerned. We're worried about it now. So we're trying to... We've been back to the track since then. We haven't seen any spotted lanternflies, but... And I should mention, too, that you killed the bug. That's that's the other thing. If if anybody sees a spotted spotted lanternfly, uh, kill it and then keep it, ID it, and then call in and uh, Make sure report report it so so we know where it's at. And so you guys have been back looking at, at the school, huh? Yeah. We found it at Shaler Area Elementary School where Ludi is a student in Mr. Dietrich's class mm-hmm. and um, in the fifth grade. And, uh, yeah, it's a great resource to have the school so close by where we can walk on the track. And we were sad to see a lantern fly there, but we haven't seen one since. I hope we don't see any more. Yeah, I hope you don't either. So talk a little bit about the conversation that you and Ludie had about about this, about you telling her what it was. Um, well, we just talked about the, the fact that these are uh, bugs that aren't from around here. You know, they're not native to this ecosystem, and so they're very disruptive. They don't have any predators or pathogens that um, can hurt them or keep them in check, and so they just run rampant and on grapes or apple trees or just just about anything. And um, so, you know, it, it concerned us. But by reporting them to the scientists at Penn State and uh, other places, we can 
hopefully find a way to combat them, whether it's with a pesticide or something natural that we can can use. Um, but for grown-ups, it's, it's quite concerning. Anybody who gardens doesn't like to see a pest like this. Well, Ludi, great job finding that, great job reporting that, and thank you very much, both of you, for getting up early and telling me your story. Um, that's the first time I've ever heard, heard a story of someone actually finding it, so I sure appreciate it. And, and like you, I hope we do not see any more of those up here in the North Hills, but I'm afraid we will. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, we're going to come back. Doug wants to go to the phones and talk to you. And we've got John, Carol, Chris. We've got room for you as well, too, if you want to join us, 866-391-1020. Melinda's got your news coming up at 730. Rob Pratt Sunday rolls on in just a couple of minutes. Good morning. Ah, yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll take the 10th caller now for a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's, 412-922-1020. And let's say hi to uh, Mike calling in from Edgewood. Mike, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, man? Well, I wanted to tell you that I killed a spotter and lantern fly yesterday on the sidewalk in front of MedExpress in Wilkins Township. Wow. You know what? Let me get that number out for everybody, too. If you if you see one of these spotted lantern flies or if you kill one, it's important that you call in, and it's one eight 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 four bad fly one eight eight the number four and then the word bad fly and so you knew what it was huh mike mike is no longer with us so i guess he knew what it was that's why he killed it exactly let's go to carol hey carol how are you i'm good good um doug yeah i have a boston fern that is huge it's on my porch, but I hate for it to die over the winter. Is there any ways I can bring it inside and save it? Oh, sure, sure. That'd be a great house plant for you. The one thing that they really like is high humidity. And so when you do make this transition from outside to inside, it, it's going to struggle for a while, but don't worry about it. The, the, really, the only way you can kill it is to uh, kill it with kindness, just way too much water. So keep the, the soil moist, a little on the dry side, but not dripping. You don't want it to be, you know, super heavy. But then something, there's a, a thing called a pebble tray, uh, which is just a little tray with some water and pebbles in it that sometimes people will put that on or hang, you know, they'll hang the plant and have that pebble tray underneath it. Just, and sometimes you can just spray it, with a, mist it with a little bit of water over the winter. But there'll be a great house plant for you. And don't well, worry it's about. It's going to have to go in my basement. I don't have. I mean, this thing is big. Is there any, is there any, any window right down there? It. I'm going to have to have somebody bring it in off of the porch because it's so big and it's so heavy. Is there any window and right down there? Not a whole lot. No. Uh, I would get uh, just a, a cheap. Uh, LED light from a, a, a good nursery just to have – it's going to need some kind of light source, uh, and you can do that very inexpensively. And like I said, you don't want a, a beautiful big plant like that to, to, to go. And I don't think you, right. it would be hard to put it in a dormancy and then bring it back. I would be – I would be I would think it would be safer just to keep it growing. You know, even if you had an old uh, fluorescent shop light, that would be enough. They're a shade plant, and so just some kind of lighting – over it, uh, and then 
you'll be able to keep it over the winter that way. And as I said, just keep the humidity up, and I think you'll be good. And uh, so then if it goes dormant, then I, I still should water it periodically. Yeah, if you have it under light and you have water on it, it won't go dormant. If you go the other way and just can stop watering it all together and let it go dormant, uh, I'm not sure what your chances are of of getting it back into sprouting again. I've, I've never seen that done. I, I'm sure people have done it, but I, I just think it's easier and safer just to keep it growing, and you don't need that much light. So thanks so much for the call. All right, let's uh, take another call. Let's go to Chris up next for Doug. He's got a garlic question. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, I, I just want to ask Doug if uh, my son-in-law still wants to try to plant some garlic this fall and wants to know where he could get some good bulbs. Okay, what area are you in? Well, this would be, he would be planting it in Weirton, West Virginia. Okay, so down there, have him look around at his local nursery. They should have something, you know, up here. If you wanted, if you wanted to buy it and send it to him, that would work too. But I, I know that most of the local nurseries uh, here carry some type of garlic to plant. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you that uh, I talked to Janoski's the other day. They still have this really beautiful-looking German white garlic. It, it is the biggest and best bulbs i've ever seen and it's inexpensive i know west virginia <laughs> oh well that i mean we're Weirton is so close i mean it's just a neighbor to us so well i'll tell you what that garlic at janoski's is to die for i planted it and okay big, well i'll tell him that it's big bulbs have them make a road trip come up and see you go to Janoski's, get a bunch of good produce, because it's great produce. Right. And, and get some garlic, and you, it'll, it'll be a fun day. Okay. Well, All right. I will tell him. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. One more call before we take a break and get Mrs. Know-It-All on the air with Doug. Let's go to John. John, you're next up. This is Radio 1020 KDK. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's your question today? My question goes back to the murder of hornets. Uh, it seems to me that this is a mother nature, and I don't think that there's really much way that human intervention can stop them. Uh, yeah, you're probably, you you're probably right there. I actually was talking to our friend Steve Rapaski yesterday from Bee Control and Meadow Sweet Apiaries. Um, after I did see that they destroyed that one hive, you know, the murder hornet isn't invasive. It's something that's not from here, so they have to try and stop it, but... As we've seen in the past, uh, it's very difficult to stop an invasive that has no uh, predators, you know, but they, they have to try. Yeah, it just doesn't seem likely to me that no matter what effort we put forth, that there's going to be anything we can do about it. Almost like with the virus, they talk about wearing the mask, but eventually we just need to get to herd immunity. It's mother nature is more powerful than us. Yeah, you're probably right about those murder hornets, but we'll see what happens. I very much appreciate the call. Hey, give out that number that you gave to begin the half hour. Doug. Right. If you see one of these spotted lanternflies and go online and see what they look like, you can find it at my site and all sorts of other sites. Uh, the number is 188, the number 4, and then the word badfly. 1884 badfly. If you see one and squash one, uh, 
that's the other thing. You see one, you squash it. <laughs> that's important. And then be sure to report it. It's important to report it so that they can track where these are. Uh, scientists need to know. All right, short break. Come back, and Mrs. Know It All to wrap up the hour. Stay with us. And here he is with that very special guest, always joining him at about this time on his program, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Oster. Doug? Time for horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. We know her as Mrs. Know It All. And Denise, tell us all about the best way to plant bulbs in containers. You taught me how to do it, and I want you to teach my, our listeners how to do it. You know, planting bulbs in containers is so easy. And people think, you know, oh, you know, it's like, oh, i got to have all this special equipment. Uh, no. All you need is kind of a squatty-type pot. So if you buy mums this time of year, you can uh, use those pots to do it, and you, don't ha- you can wait till your mums die or you're ready to throw them away or you plant them in the ground. So, so it's, not a, it's not like a deep pot. It's more of kind of a shallow pot. Is that, right. is that a good – Okay. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, sometimes you can go to a um, a garden center and they will have what we call um, bulb pans, and that's the type of pot you actually use. But all you have to do is pick what kind of bulbs you want, whether they're daffodils or tulips or hyacinths or whatever you want, and simply fill the uh, pan, the pot, with good potting mix, you don't have to, you know, buy any type of special mix. And take your bulbs, so they're different sizes. So get a, a tape measure. Just measure this, uh, what is it, the diameter, the diameter of the pot. And if it's 8 inches, you put 8 bulbs in there. If it's 10 mm. inches, you put 10 in there. And all you simply do is make sure they're free of disease, any blue mold on them or anything. And put them in the pot and just kind of give them a little twist to make sure the root end is secure and fill it with a little bit more topsoil or potting mix rather, but you don't want to cover the bulb. You actually want it to be visible. And all you do, let me, let me, let me back you up just a little bit. The, the planting mix moist or where should it be? It should be slightly moist. Okay. Just because it makes it easier to work with. Mm-hmm. and then you water it once. You just water it once, let it drain thoroughly. You don't want it sitting in any water. And then get yourself a cardboard box with a lid, like the ones you can get from the liquor stores or any other box that has a lid. And it's funny how you but, go right to the liquor store, but let's yeah, move on. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you, or you could get the box ahead of time and enjoy some wine while you're doing the uh, you planting. <laughs> and simply cover it with a piece of newspaper, uh, just lightly lay it over. You don't put it down. And then close the lid the on the box. The newspaper is over the, the pot, right? Uh, yes. And then the pot's in the uh, in cardboard the pot, box. And the pot is in the box. This sounds like some sort of bad joke. And then all you want to do is find a cold area, whether it's in your garage or your basement, someplace where it's going to stay consistently cold for 10 to 12 weeks. So, you know, you've got until really, you know, the end of November, if you want something, say, in February to start blooming, which at that point we all want something to bloom. And let it go. If you're putting it in a 
a detached garage or a tool shed or someplace like that that's outdoors, you maybe want to secure it with a little wire of some sort of hardware cloth to make sure mice don't get in there. That would be the only issue you would have. Then can you, after, can you like I've seen it before, but I don't know if you can do it in those uh, shallow pans. Could, could you do tulips and then like crocus on top, or would you, would you prefer to do them separately? You want to do them separately, and the reason okay. you want to do that is they all have different bloom times. So, you know, that makes a difference because by the time the crocus are done blooming, you know, the hyacinths might be trying to come up. There's not enough room in the pot, to be perfectly right. honest with you. You know, now if you want to mix different tulips that have the same oh, okay, that makes sense. bloom time, you could do that. You don't have to so, use, as long as they've got the same bloom time, you're good. When you take them out, you water them again, put them in a cool room, uh, a basement window to get them started, or, you know, a sun porch someplace like that, and they will start to grow. And, and all, I, grow, all I have to do is give them that, whatever that period is, that many weeks, and I can bring them out? Yes. Now, the other thing is, if you don't have a garage or a basement and you live in an apartment or a condo and you have the room you could cover the pot with a, uh, a small box and put it in the back of your refrigerator, not, not the freezer, the refrigerator, and let it stay there for the 10 to 12 weeks, and then you can bring it out. A lot of times when they're growing, they reach towards the sun. It's called phototropism. So uh, they may stretch out a little bit. So what you could do is they have rings you can put in the pot, and you could actually just kind of tie it up with a piece of twine to keep them from falling over. But you'll have blooms, and if you're lucky and you planted something fragrant, you're going to have that smell that we miss all winter. So you know, do you, do you have any like if you were just going to grow one type of variety of something, what would be your number one for container bulbs? Daffodils. Yeah. Daffodils and tulips. Um, you know, what's nice about daffodils is they've been doing a lot of breeding. And so now there's a lot of fragrant ones out on the market as well. So they're not fragrant like a a rose, but they have a nice floral scent. And I agree. I agree. I, I love the, the fragrance of daffodils. To me, that's spring. Not everybody loves it, though. Yeah, no. Well, you know, that's kind of when they're on the downside. But afterwards, when they're done blooming and they start to die back, if you really want to save the bulbs and plant them out in the garden, I really suggest putting it somewhere where it's behind something uh, like a shrub that's you know a deciduous, okay. because it takes a few years for them to come back and go into full bloom. Now, one trick that I learned from my friend Stephanie Cohen is to get some golf teas. And this applies uh, anytime you're planting any type of bald or perennial that dies back completely, is to put the golf tee in there, little colored golf tee. So if you're out there digging, you'll see the tee and you'll know not to dig there and damage the bulb or the plant that's already in there, which I thought was right. the greatest trick ever. Great information as always. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.